0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome back to the Thai Expat daily show. I'm your host Kira Mac as always and delighted you've been able to tune in with us for another show. Now before we do get into the top stories trending here in Thailand don't forget as always to like this video, subscribe to the channel and hit that notification bell so that YouTube will let you know when the next uh, podcast or show or live stream is going to be uploaded onto the platform. Now if you like listening to us on a podcast player you can do so by going down below in the description there's a link there that will take you to a vast array of podcast players where the show is hosted on and finally if you like the show if you want to support us here on the show there's a couple of ways but the easiest and best way is to be just become a channel member channel membership is 100 baht per month and for that you get some emojis that you can use during the live chat you get a little star beside your name showing that you are a member of this wonderful community and also finally you will get this video as soon as it's uploaded onto the platform so you'll be able to watch it before everybody else normally upload them about 7 or 8 p.m and then they're uh, put online at about 7 a.m in the morning so that's how it works but now that's all done and dusted we are going to jump into the top stories here and the first story little story coming out of i think was the nation today but uh, summer begins in thailand at the end of february with the hottest spell here in march thailand will officially enter the summer season At the end of February and it would last until May the Thailand Meteorological Department said on Saturday. Temperatures could reach up to 44.5 degrees Celsius in some provinces and up to 41 degrees in the capital in the hottest periods the department forecast. The heat is expected to be at its most intense in mid-March. The southeasterly winds and the accompanying low barometric pressure would bring thunderstorms to some parts of the country the department said. Now, additionally, the department warned of forest fires due to the hotter and drier weather being more conductive to outbreaks. Vulnerable groups should guard against heat stroke during the most intensive periods of summer heat, it cautioned. Thailand and the rest of the world are still in an El Nino weather cycle. The UN's World Meteorological Organization expects the cycle to last until at least April of this year, 2020. So it's going to be hot here here in Thailand over the next few months if you're coming here. Bring plenty of sunscreen, drink plenty of water, wear a hat, okay? Very important when you're out there in the heat because let me tell you, getting heat stroke is not fun. I had it quite a few years ago because I was being stupid and I was a bit younger and I thought, you know, the sun doesn't bother me. Of course, an Irish man out in the middle of the sun is not a good thing and I got quite ill for a few days. So Take it from me, it's not something you want to get. But we'll move along to the next story. And this is in relation to the Move Forward's um, trial at the end of this month uh, about its uh, plan to change the 112 law. And basically what it was going to do during its election pledges. This is something they campaigned on. The constitutional court has three options for its rulings in a case which the Move Forward party is accused of intending to overthrow the constitutional monarchy with its election pledge to abogate section 112 of the Const, uh, Criminal code, more commonly known as the Les Majeste Law. Now, assistant professor Prinya Temrunran director of the university's law center at Tamasat University, said that the case is, however, potentially more serious for the move forward party than the ITV share ownership case against its former leader, Peter Lim Janarat, on which the constitutional court ruled on Wednesday, clearing him of the charge. Now, he played down speculation that the party would be dissolved because the petitioner only asked the court to order the party to cease attempts to abrogate or weaken the Les Majestés Law, not to dissolve the party. So, these are quite a, that's an important distinction to make. The three possible rulings by the court are to dismiss the petition if it finds that the stated intention to change or repeal the Les Majestés Law does not amount to an attempt to topple the constitutional monarchy find that the party's election campaign pledge is not an attempt to topple the constitutional monarchy but orders it to cease such campaign activities or finally find that the party is guilty of attempting to topple the constitutional monarchy and order the party to be dissolved. Pryna ruled out the third option, however, saying that it is not a sanction being sought by the petitioner who is only seeking to stop the party's campaign to scrap the Les Majestés Law. He believes that the court is most likely to choose the second option. And that's from Thai PBS. Now, I I think he's probably on the right kind of uh, path here in his thinking. The petitioner did not ask for the party to be dissolved, and I don't think the country... has any appetite for more protests on the street and uh, you know for basically what went on in 2020 with the student-led protests. I just don't think that uh, the country has the appetite for that or the stomach and I think the constitutional court seems to be quite weary of the decisions that they've been making recently that they don't want to rock the boat at the moment because the political situation in the country has been quite balanced at the moment. I think people are are okay with the way things are because it seems like the Prime Minister is trying to do a decent job. We don't see a lot of these generals out in front now. Priyat has vanished. Prawit has vanished. They've all kind of disappeared in the background. And Thailand at least has the, on the surface, looks like the, the country and the democracy is going well at the moment. So I, I don't think they're, they're going to dissolve it. I think it would just cause complete chaos in the country. And that's certainly not something anybody wants to see. Now we'll move along to the next story and there has been alert issued about bogus consulates. That's right, the Ministry of Foreign Affairs is warning people to be on their guard against scammers claiming to be uh, the Thai consulate officials. The warning comes after social media accounts and phone numbers supposedly belonging to Thai consulates were reported to be bogus in Australia and Japan. Now, ministry spokesman Kanchana Patcha said on Friday that in Australia, scammers use telephone numbers which were once, but no longer used by the Royal Thai Honorary Consulate in Melbourne to mislead victims. Victims were asked for personal information or to connect via a line account and make payments online. Uh, Cases of a similar nature also occurred in Japan, Ms. Kanchana said. Scammers may also use phone numbers listed as unknown to pose as embassy officials in Tokyo to dupe victims into transferring money to the defrauders. Those who have fallen victim are Thais in Japan and also Japanese people who uh, who can't understand the Thai language, she said. The Royal Thai Embassy in Tokyo urged victims duped into transferring money to immediately file complaints with the Japanese police. They can also uh, contact the Thai Embassy in Tokyo for further information at 090 Now, Ms. Kanchana also warned people in Thailand about a Facebook page, line account and mobile applications imitating the Thailand uh, Foreign Ministry consular department. People should always be careful when asked for personal information and contact information or to provide biometric data because they can mislead, be misled by scammers. she said. The Consular's department official website is www.consular.go.th. Now, something that strikes me about this is, does it seem like there's a bit of an inside job here? So if you're contacting ties and asking them for payment or asking, let's say Japanese people or Australians for payment, they've obviously got some form of application being put in that they would have to be paying for. I mean, there would be no reason if somebody called you from the consulate and told you you have to pay for this or that and you'd be like, well, I never applied for a visa, so what are you talking about? So is it just me or does it sound like there possibly is somebody within these consulates who are in on this because they're giving this information, phone numbers, etc., to somebody to call these people who have legitimate business with the consulate. And that's how I read it. It doesn't seem to be kind of played that way by the consulates or the the foreign ministry. But the way I would read that is if somebody has your phone number, they know you have business with the consulate and they're calling you up. How did they get that information? Of course, another thing to note, I think the consulates also have an issue is that you know when you get these places like penang and stuff like that where you go down a lot of agents have a lot of contacts within embassies and i think there is a lot of dodgy dealings going on between embassy staff and agents on the outside and i think that can cause problems too um, it's very easy to make a fake line account a fake whatsapp account anything you know to trick people so people should be take you know care and caution never transfer money to somebody unless you're legitimately convinced that the person that's asking for it is you know if there's a reason behind it you've applied for something and make sure you go down the official channels before you do things like that i also noticed a lot of these consulates use gmail accounts no official um consular email accounts you know dot uh, Co.th at the end or consular. Also, you know, that should be a big, and that should be something that the Thai consulates, the Ministry of for Foreign Affairs, should be saying there's no Gmail accounts to be used. We should have one official phone number and that's it and they should streamline this kind of stuff to make sure people are not getting conned because it's or scammed it's just not a fun thing for people you know and and it makes people very weary of you know legitimate businesses and companies then in the future but i'd love to know your opinion have you ever been scammed you know here in thailand whether it's a consulate or whatnot or just in thailand in general i'd love to know uh, down below in the comment section as always now we'll move on to another Wonderful story. This actually is quite interesting. So a British man makes up a story about being held for ransom in Pattaya. That's right. So police officers deployed commandos to help the British man after being informed by his family in England that he was kidnapped and being held for ransom. But when they arrived, they found that the man had made up a story because he had run out of money. So he thought of tricking his family into sending money to him. Now Police Lieutenant General Jira Pott, commander-in-chief of the Central Police Bureau, received a report from Mr Ian's family in England via Interpol that Mr Ian had been kidnapped for ransom in Thailand. As a result, he directed the investigative team to the Crime Suppression Division to rush to help. Now, when the CIB found out that Mr. Eam was staying in a room in Nong Pru 13, Patia City, they sent the special operations team uh, to the area to help the victim right away from the ra- ransom gang. However, when the commandos arrived, they discovered that Mr. Ean was taking drugs with three other Western foreigners, Mr. Damien, a French national, Mr. Darren, a British national, and Mr. Benjamin, a New Zealand citizen. The law enforcement officers found no evidence of being kidnapped. As alleged, they, uh, they discovered firearms and drugs in the room. As a result, an arrest was made on allegations of jointly possessing Category 1 narcotics, that's methamphetamine, Uh, jointly possessing firearms and ammunition and being an alien whose permission to remain in the kingdom had expired. According to the investigation, Mr. Ian and three other companions lived in Thailand for a long time until they ran out of money. So Mr. Ian made a scam to mislead people at home into believing he had been kidnapped and demanded ransom. He hoped his family would send money to him for the next trip, but the plan had been uncovered beforehand. The officers then took the suspects to Pattaya City Police Station, and prosecutions will continue. Genius, Mr. Ian thought that his family were going to hand over a load of money. But instead, Mr. Ian's family were smart. We'll go to our police station. We'll tell them what happened. Interpol contacts the Thai police because, you know, it's a very serious thing. Being kidnapped and held at gunpoint, you call the police. You don't pay the ransom. You call the police first. But, of course, Mr. Ian. And also, he's got all his buddies all locked up as well. So the whole scam seems to have backfired. But, I mean, it really just shows you... Some of the characters that are here in Thailand and the scams they're up to, I mean, they they don't care. When it comes to drugs and and stuff like that, family members don't matter to people like this. They'll take whatever they want from whoever they want if they can get it. But uh, it seems like the whole thing backfired. And Mr. Ian may be spending some time in Thailand in prison uh, before being deported. And that's, of course, if he can afford to pay for the ticket to send him home. You know after he's been deported otherwise he may be staying in prison here for an extended stay and of course I'm sure his family won't be too eager to uh, you know help him out. And um, well finally the last story of the day magic mushroom arrests continue in Phuket. It's been going on for a couple of days there seems to be a, a whole episode of magic mushrooms going around Phuket. But police officers in Phuket are continuing their efforts to combat illegal drugs, particularly magic mushrooms, which are widely available at local ganja shops as revealed by Patong police raids last year. The most recent arrest for possession of magic mushrooms was reported by Patong police after 9pm on Thursday. The arrest itself occurred around 6pm. Now, according to the report on Patong's police station Facebook page, an unnamed British national was apprehended for possessing magic mushrooms in front of Panya Restaurant on Prabarami Barami Road. While police did not elaborate on the reason for searching the man, they specified that he was found in possession of 1.1 grams of magic mushrooms. Uh, The 33 year old suspect was taken to Patong police station and charged with illegal possession of a category five drug. Now in November, 2023, Patong police conducted a series of raids on various cannabis shops and reggae bars resulting in the arrest of several suspects for selling magic mushrooms all were subsequently taken to Patong police station and charged with the illegal possession of the category 5 drug. Again is it just me or have I noticed an awful lot of drug related uh, arrests recently here in Thailand? I think what really has or what's going on is foreigners think that all drugs seem to be um, legal here in Thailand and I blame the government for this particularly the last junta government especially with uh, uh, Mr. Sharva as the health minister who thought it would be a great idea to decriminalize marijuana which you know has proven it wasn't the best of ideas and it's given foreigners a sense of security in terms of possessing drugs here in the country and consuming drugs. It wasn't that long ago that the idea Thailand was known as to be the last place in the world that you should be having drugs because if you're caught you're going to jail for 10, 15, 20 years. Now people's because they have decriminalize marijuana and cannabis and whatnot, people feel safe to consume other types of drugs which is leading to this kind of epidemic amongst uh, foreigners here in Thailand where they feel they can pretty much consume anything they want and I I think this does need to be cracked down on. As I said there was a time where we all know that Thailand was a place not to get caught with drugs. At the moment it seems to be every foreigner seems to be doing it because they feel so comfortable doing it but I hope uh, for this man's sake it's not a terrible amount of magic mushrooms so maybe I don't know what the penalty is for a Category 5 offence but hopefully it's nothing too severe. Anyway, that is it for today. As always, thank you for tuning in. We'll be back on Tuesday or Wednesday morning with more stories. That depends on the news, as always, of course. Uh, once again, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for your support, as always. Take care and have a great day.